Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. While the rest of the coterie dealt with the VH problem, Doris hid from the pyramid and planned the Friendship Festival. Marjorie convinced her that a computer was a painting through which she could speak to potential sponsors, but in securing those sponsors, Doris made some interesting concessions. How will the Coterie manage these new demands, and how will they protect the town from the impending attack? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Evangeline, you wake up at home, you're, you're, you're in your environment, Teddy is there. Uh, he, he's been extra proud of you since the bust the other week, you know? He feels like the, the police are doing good work. But you're still figuring out exactly where the two of you are at in terms of your, your new vibe. Uh, what are your mornings like now? Um, interestingly, it kind of... Uh, we've decided to kind of almost pick up, like, our old routine that we used to have. So, I mean, obviously we both used to wake up at the same time and like, you know, take Percy for a walk and have breakfast. But it's like, now that happens when I wake up and just as before he goes to bed, we like, we'll go out, walk Percy for his evening walk together. Um, and then uh, we've started like having breakfast slash dinner together in like the dining room again. That's really nice. Uh, yeah. And he's talking with you because uh, he's, he's excited about the friendship festival. That's tomorrow night. He's, he's just so amped. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, and I, okay. So I know there's the suggestion box and I'm sure that it's going to be a hassle for whoever has to deal with it, but I just really wanted snow cones. So I kind of wrote down the word snow cones and put it in the box. Yeah. I mean, that's 
fine. Like, that's easy enough, right? <sighs> Amazing, because I really want snow cones. We haven't had them in so Why long. Why do you like snow cones? I've never understood this. Uh, crunchy, cold, just enough flavor, but not too much flavor. It's really good. It's like, how, how, where else can you eat yellow snow and it's good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wow, that, that seems kind of harsh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just like lemon snow cones are the worst. You know that, right? You seem kind of anti-snow cone altogether. Is that a vampire Yeah, I didn't or? like them when I was alive. <laughs> you know this. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you, what, what, should I have written something down for you? What What are you excited about about the festival? Have you heard? Have you seen the list of events or sponsors or anything? Uh, it's gonna be weird. Uh, are you ex- excited for uh, the sheriff to host karaoke because I think that's gonna be pretty wild. Um, you have not seen this list. This list was not published what? like online or anywhere through the sheriff's office. So, am I hearing about this for the first yeah, time? Yeah, it's the first time you've heard that. The sheriff is hosting karaoke. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. Carry. Wait, what? Yeah, no, no, no. We get these flyers. I don't know if you've seen them. And he produces no. a flyer that has clearly been done on like a, a 1500s printing press. <laughs> uh, and it's just promoting the festival, but made in a way that, you know, Doris and Marjorie would be able to negotiate for themselves. Uh, and it's uh, just got a list of events. It turns out you're teaching uh, public speaking for children? <laughs> Since when? I don't know, but they put these flyers everywhere. <laughs> this, like, kind of small, babushka-clad potato of a woman has just been handing these out for, like, pretty solidly all day yep. and night yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Freaking Doris. Um, I guess, look, I honestly, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow with this one because I have no idea what's going to happen. And yeah, sure, I'll do this public speaking thing, but really, I'm just going to be kind of keeping an eye out to make sure that things stay friendly. Is 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 some bad going to happen? Have you heard something? Uh, look, it's an important, I don't know, just like... Wait, should I like not go? I mean... I mean, it's important. Look, I mean, we can't. We're, we, I mean, there's a lot of threats coming in from a lot of places. We oh, always shit. have to be mindful. Should I tell the other people at work not to go? Uh, 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 uh. Do you want to roll a wits and awareness <laughs> for me? Yes, I, yes, 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 I do. Uh, two successes. Two successes. There is a threat, but if he starts telling people not to go, it's going to get out, and the town cannot afford to have this festival shut down due to an outside threat. You're just starting to win them over as a department. So, But it's fully yeah. a work concern, not a you concern. I just wanted to put some... Yeah, thank you. ...some stakes around this for your decision. Yeah. Um. No, do you know what? Like, we're doing this festival because of, like, all of the shit that's happened. And to, like, try to bring the town together. Like, we're, like, there's going to be security. We've made sure that it's going to be as safe as possible. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, this is going to be fun. I mean, I don't know how many kids are going to show up for your uh, 
your lessons. I'm not saying you're not going to be great. I'm just saying no, it's going like to be it's going to be a bunch a of kids. Zoo. It's going to be a bunch of kids whose parents are like, we want you to be a politician and they're all going to suck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound great. And I mean, no. they're going to be a little weird after they come out of that mandatory strip show. Yeah, that's that's that. No, that's just not going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you might you might want to talk to whoever's organized. Yeah. Oh, Doris. Yeah, you might want to talk to Doris about this yeah. time because it seems like right now it's mandatory and the kids have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you right now that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, yeah, you should probably go sort that out. All right, well, yeah. I, I, uh, I got to crash, but I, I love you. Have a great day at work. <laughs> yeah, you t- I mean, Percy, I was going to say you too, but have a, have a good sleep night. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so you, you have a, a relatively pleasant morning uh, while you being vaguely disturbed about some of the things that are promised on the flyer for the festival. And you drive into the sheriff's office because uh, you've got to take a vehicle yourself because Val is currently staying in the basement with Everett at the sheriff's office. Mm. Everett, you've woken up. Good boy. Your new uh, dog protecting your coffin is staying in the basement. Uh, and you both, you have to pull up a chair with Val because it is time for the second of your five oh, mandatory no. counseling sessions. Yeah, After Claire. Re- Some yeah, stuff Claire. happened. What? <laughs> you have so, a dog now? Say, the listeners know about this, but Claire, you don't. Um the the Barty had to explain to to Everett and the rest that after the frenzies in the reports, uh, HR requires Everett to undergo therapy. So he was allowed to choose between a professional therapist or the HR rep of the department, and it turned out that was Val who had not been paying attention. So Val's everybody the voted HR rep. Yeah, everybody just signed their forms, <laughs> oh, and yeah. Val is the HR rep. Uh, so she's been giving Everett th- therapy, and she suggested that he needed a pet, and then he adopted a dog at a recent crime scene. But wow. you'll find this all out in a minute. I was going to say, I almost wish that I didn't know the context of that because that's going to be, yeah, fair. Yeah, but you you asked, so hi. <laughs> so, hi. Uh, <laughs> Claire didn't ask. I didn't, I didn't ask, but that's, that's totally, thank you for that information. You're welcome. Wow, wow, wow. All righty. Uh, Val. Yep. You've got to drive the therapy sessions. You're sitting right. on chairs. Sitting on chairs. Val is still sitting on one of the coffins. Everett's chair that he left there last time is still there. Val looks tired, and it's definitely not her normal amount of energy. She's like, okay, sure, Fry. What, uh, what the fuck you want to talk about? Uh, well, I, I took your advice. I got a, got a dog here. I'm good boy, and I I don't know if I feel any different, really. Um, he also seems to really, really hate, uh, I guess, more like folk, like people. Uh, seems all right with me, and looking at him seems all right with you. I think it might be a vampire versus mortal kind of thing, uh, Realize after the fact that he definitely drank some blood from my wounds and then got real friendly. Took a real shine to me. So I'm worried I may have inadvertently done that thing. What was done to your your son. Val nods and kind of puts her hand out to to good boy. Like she's she's fine with animals. 
Yeah, good boy will go say hi to you. Good boy's pretty yeah. chill. Like, no problem with vampires. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it shit happens. I I get you don't fucking feel any different, but maybe it's kind of like, you know, a representation of your beast that you need to make fucking friends with. See? That's the, that is the deepest thing I think Everett has heard <laughs> Val ever say. <laughs> And he is struck by that. Looks at good boy. Representation of my beast. Yeah, well, you said if he hates mortals, but likes you, it's pretty much the same fucking thing, right? I guess. Look, truth be told, in the, uh, you know, safe circle of therapy or whatever... I definitely hate vampires more than mortals. <laughs> well, all, all right. <laughs> Generally, I, you know, I, on a personal level, y'all are great and have really helped me here, but I can't help but find that a lot of the problems we've been facing are all vampire problems and regular folk are getting caught up in them. And it's not just here. Place I came from, too. A lot of carnage, a lot of killing, a lot of mayhem. All, all Camarilla business, or anti-Camarilla business, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking true. That's why, uh, you know, Camarilla exists. Otherwise, who fucking knows? Vampires could just kill everybody. Well, yeah. That's the alternative, then I understand the need for structure. I just don't like the price it comes at sometimes. Most times. Yeah. Yeah, there's a high cost of living for Kindred. It's true. Yeah, I'm learning that. And that's so. time. <laughs> yeah. So that is what you get out of your therapy session this time, Everett. Uh, one thing that has occurred with you adopting Good Boy uh, and going through these sessions, I do feel like you are becoming more in touch with your beast. You do have two stain from when things went bad with Harv. Um, but because, and I am saying to you, you have adopted Good Boy as a new touchstone. Uh, oh, okay. You can remove those two stain. You don't have okay. to test. Good boy now exists as a touchstone for you, a signifier of your beast that you have to learn to be friends with and ultimately protect your beast as your beast protects you. Uh, but your humanity will not be negatively affected. Harv is also still a touchstone. To be clear, this isn't a replacement. This is just a new touchstone. Yeah. Um, and you both head upstairs where Doris, you come out of Barty's office, having had a very brief chat with him, getting dropped off by Marjorie. He's like, yeah, so I'm probably doing the therapy now, and also he's got a dog or whatever. As long as it doesn't interfere with my children, that's fine. I like animals. Perhaps the animals will wish to participate in the win a joint stuffed animal competition. That'd be true. Or the petting zoo. Except this dog fucking hates mortals, so I don't think we should bring the dog. Perhaps not. 
Okay. Uh, and the rest of you all enter. Evan- Evangeline, you enter through the front door along mm-hmm. with Percy uh, and Val and Everett. You come up from the basement. Good boy stays down in the basement. You've all kind of learned over time that Good Boy seems to be a bit more of a coffin guard than a general <laughs> dog yeah. who will be joining you on adventures. Everett, it takes on new meaning now that Everett chains Good Boy up in the basement, now knowing <laughs> that he represents his relationship with his beast. Just let's keep that underground on a short leash. Cool. <laughs> uh, it is time for the the morning meeting, scrum, whatever. Barty's like, well, things uh, from the town side have been going okay. We got the uh, Friendship Festival tomorrow night, so uh, get ready for that. I don't know if Doris has walked you through what you're all doing, but I found one of these, so apparently you all have shit to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, no mandatory strip show for kids. No. Man- what the what? Nope. Not yeah, happening. So it says on the form that there's a Listen. mandatory strip show that everyone has to pay for and attend. Including children. Looking straight at Doris. Like, I had questions, but now, like, the whole the whole structure of what Everett wanted to talk to Doris about is completely by the wayside. <laughs> Mandatory. <laughs> Mandatory paid, and it specifies children? Let me say it, that. It it's says sports. everybody, including children, but it does say that it'll be accessible. I don't care. That's unenforceable. Why would you put this on a fly? What is accessible? Like, descriptive? I assume it means it's, I assume it means it's not going to be too gross, but I don't know. I didn't make the flyer in my defense. But it uh, sometimes really in business... It really looks like you made the flyer. Did Marjorie make the flyer? Marjorie made the flyer. <laughs> sometimes in business, you have to give a little to get a you little. You gave a lot. What do you mean? I mean, this is... Uh, look at this. I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the really the one main point of we cannot force children to watch an accessible strip show. I've you just can't. Them. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Claire is dying. <laughs> Accessible is just throwing me out. Just visibly choking on the counter argument to don't make kids watch strip shows. It's been so wrong. Oh, God. Okay. Well, then. Well, then, what if he's going to have to talk to Cambridge Canterbury because he offered to sponsor half of the festival if we do the dance show? I thought it would be nice. I'm sorry that I was wrong. My brain was a little bit preoccupied with planning the deaths of the entire Tremere clan in here. Well, uh, is that is that some pyramid business? Yes, I'm going to have to kill them all. Wait, at the festival? I'm not going to be picky about it. Well, the, uh, the friendship festival was kind of more of a coming together sort of initiative than a lure into a trap to murder situation. See, here's here's the thing. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan Zane is going to make an appearance and um, they are convinced that I'm going to join back in the pyramid, which I'm not. I can't. And uh, if I refuse, I'm afraid they're going to kill me. So I have to get there first, Mr. Fry. 
Why do they want you so bad? I'm very useful to them. And also they don't take kindly to people who leave. It's not going to go well for me. Do you understand? I understand. In the biblical sense. Right, right. I, I understand that, you know, you're in trouble here, but, you know, we're, look around, we are not going to let that happen to you. That's now, why it's in the Bruja territory. They said that they would uh, keep everything under control. Val, do you trust them? Fuck yeah, I trust them. Right. Sounds All like right. it'll be safest place. Good well, then job, we're going Doris. to need we're and she stops <laughs> and kind of looks at Val like I don't think Val's ever given her a compliment before. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of looks at her in all sincerity and says, Thank you. I'm a businesswoman now. All right, well, it's good that you're a businesswoman. Uh I gotta go sort out some daytime scheduling shit. Uh you should all tell Doris about the attack on the festival. Uh, and then he leaves and goes into his office and closes what? the door. Yeah, I got a call yesterday morning, I guess, right before we kind of closed up here for the day. Uh unknown caller wouldn't tell me his name, but he did give me a tip saying that at 11:30 at night on the night of the festival, there would be an attack coming from the north. Well, that can't happen on my nice night of my nice friendship festival. Well, I agree. It sounds like it's going to happen because we don't have any other information. So we're really on the back foot here. All we can do is react. We can't. uh, I don't know how to be proactive about it other than increase security and that kind of thing. But I don't know who. I don't know how many. Let's just end the festival earlier. I mean, come on. It's October. Sunsets at like. What, like six or something? Probably seven p.m. Seven thirty, if you're right. Right, that's not a bad idea, but it's still a lot of people in one place. And honestly, the responsible thing to do would be not to hold the festival. But I understand that this is supposed to repair relations. Yeah, I understand that. Canceling would really damage confidence in this office right when we were starting to build a little bit of positive momentum. So I do like ending the festival early, but that doesn't guarantee safety. It certainly helps. Oh, dear. Can we uh, we organize some kind of transportation, shuttles, something like that? Get people out of there quickly and in an organized fashion? You've definitely got the funding to be able to do that. I think the, okay. the priority is kind of for this evening for for the team uh, in a couple of fashions. The big one is figuring, yeah, what the hell you're going to do tomorrow. Uh, you have access to the daytime officers. It's a bigger event, so they'll be around. They are mortal, but they are available. Due to Doris's choices, you also have access to the Bruja clan as general security around the event, which you otherwise would not have had. Uh, and then you know the attack is scheduled to come at 11.30 p.m. You don't know if that will change if you announce that the event ends or anything like that, but that is uh, the approximate direction and kind of what's happening. So the question is, what are you going to do for tomorrow? Also, who's going to call Cambridge Canterbury to be like, we can't have a mandatory strip show? Oh. Um. Doris, this was a deal you, uh, with that Cambridge fellow, sorry, jumping back to the, once again, mandatory 
uh, strip show. Uh, what if they put on nice outfits? Can you, uh, as a savvy businesswoman, can you uh, alter the deal? At least just make it no nudity. I mean... Right. I could ask him. I'm more concerned about the mandatory aspect. People can go and see whatever they want to see. But yeah. I don't want anyone being forced to see something they don't want to see. Right. Um, I'll do my best. All right. So Doris will officially be on team. I have to negotiate about the strippers. And also, uh, it, while this is happening, she's like drawing uh, like a wanted poster of... um. Dylan Zane's face to give to the Bruja security to be like, don't let this guy in. Hell yeah. Nice. All right. So Doris is off doing that. And the other three of you have to determine what steps you want to make for security at this event. You know, you've got access to the Bruja. You know, you have access to the daytime officers. And you have access to yourselves. This will be taking place in the Bruja quarter, which is again on the northern side of the city. It's the northwest yeah. quarter of the circle. Um, which means if somebody's attacking from the north, they will have to be coming in functionally from outside of town. This would be higher risk if you were in one of the southern quarters. But again, due to the excellent businesswoman choices of Doris, uh, the town is at less risk than it otherwise would be. It's easy for you to be at the event and also working as security. How do you guys want to try to save slash protect the town? Yeah, Val would be happy to go talk to the Bruja people about security and possibly also transportation. Know that they're big on cars and that kind of stuff. They might have a bus or who knows what, but probably talking to them about securing the area and getting people out when it closes. And and I think that like not letting people stay after it's over. Okay, so Val will be having a conversation with the Bruja. I think Everett would want more information. He got this tip, and that's kind of all we're acting on right now. Is there an opportunity for him to investigate further to try and, like, knowing a attacker in the North means from out of town? Like, what does that imply about our attackers and that kind of thing? Um, have, has, have people been leaving town recently so that they can come back to attack from the North? Or are these all going to be outsiders kind of thing? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, let's have What's you... to the north of New Haven? Is it like the yeah. forest where, you know, in his altercation with the pack of werewolves, like that's where the children of Lilith are? Like, is that what we can expect? That kind of thing. Yep, so we'll have Everett investigate what the threat could be or what it could involve, both through cases, knowledge of the area, etc. And Evangeline, what are you doing? I mean, I don't... I, I don't think Everett should be, like, investigating this alone, especially... I mean, Evangeline wants to, like, check out what like exactly is going on north like i think it makes sense to like take a car out and see has anything been set up is like is there a camp <laughs> people is there some sort of compound that's there like what's going on yep that makes sense so uh we can combo those so everett and evangeline yeah. can do some research and reconnaissance into the area to figure out what might be the avenues of attack at the same time uh Doris, mm -hmm. how do you want to get in touch with Cambridge Cantonbury? Obviously, I'm a so phone sorry. is an option. <laughs> you have a rotary one on your desk, or would you want to take a ride to go visit Cambridge in Cambridge's uh, strip club slash tchotchke shop? Um, 
whichever she she has a she has an idea um for the outfits so like it doesn't need to be uh it doesn't need to be a full visit um great all right so probably would a phone call work i'm just trying to figure out where doris is at on tech i love it all right uh yeah i think rotary phone is as far as she goes Great. Yeah, you've got one of those old, like, you can click through circular oh, yeah. 1920s style phones on your desk. Uh, <laughs> so you call through to Cambridge Canterbury, who picks up. Hello, you've reached the tacky rack. Mr. Canterbury, it's uh, uh, Doris Francis Barbara again. Oh, yes, here to make some last-minute arrangements, logistical things. Indeed, sir. I'm very much looking forward to having your um, employees at the Friendship Festival. There's just been one tiny change that needs to happen, Mr. Canterbury. There always is. Well, sir, I was thinking, since we're not technically... <laughs> since we're not technically allowed to show nudity to children... <laughs> this fucking show... <laughs> Go on. I'm gonna get put on some sort of watch list. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I. I will provide the outfits for your dancers, and they will be very appealing indeed. Oh, interesting. So you don't even have to do anything. That's good. Saves me money. Exactly. Less chance of these outfits getting ruined and have to be repaired. I like this. Exactly. I promise that they will be exactly in the fashion of the time, sir. Deal. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Sometimes no one has to roll dice when it's also (laughs) what I want. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks, starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord, where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to, of course, at our $25 level, getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So... If you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Val. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to drive a shorter distance than Everett and Evangeline, so we will we will deal with uh, what's going on with you first. Uh, you mm-hmm. drive into the Bruja Quarter. Uh, you go to uh, Ripcord Mechanics. So again, you're driving through pretty familiar neighborhood for you. Again, a lot of the 
the Bruja stereotypes. You see a lot of tagging on on the walls in the area. There's a lot of people with a very punk rock aesthetic that would speak to Val, as well as people who are rebelling against the punk rock aesthetic by being like 1980s business people. And there are people who are just dressed like space aliens. And there are people who are just completely normally trying to blend in with mortals because all of those are forms of rebellion against various Camarilla types or not. You drive down Main Street, you can see people are putting up uh, banners for the festival and other other elements. You know, the tacky rack is really uh, featured prominently in the advertising, uh, as is the blood drop, or, yeah, the tacky rack, and then jingled and jangled, and even some mangled. Yes, that, we went in a different order, but that's the order there on my sheet, God help me. Uh, they are <laughs> featured everywhere. You can also see just... The nibbler, the nibs. Uh, it's just uh, on the posters, but also spray painted as though there is just a, a, a more active nib fellowship uh, that is very excited <laughs> about the whole thing going down. But you are approaching Ripcord Mechanics, where you know you will be able to meet whoever is the new Bruja clan leader. The election was last night. The posters have already started to be taken down. You can see some names on signs that were put out in a very municipal election style of way. And you don't actually know who won. Because it was Bruja elections for Bruja alone. And being a member of the sheriff's department put you theoretically more allied with the prince or the sheriff than the actual clan in terms of politics. So you didn't get to vote. Uh, So you arrive at Ripcord Mechanics, which is the stereotypical 1980s low-budget film mechanic shop. It's got multiple bays. There are chain link fences with the barbed wire around the top around it. But the shop inside is, is a faded brick building, originally painted a bright red that's been weathered over time with ripcord mechanics written in that strange diner font that appears over some uh, mechanic shops. Uh, And as you enter through the door, there's the jangle of the bells. There are a number of cars being worked on, uh, including Cherry, who's just getting some quick touch-ups from everything that went down. Wheels (laughs) replaced, bullet holes fixed in, you know, the the (laughs) wheel wells, that kind of thing. Uh, Nothing too ruinous, nothing that would affect your humanity or your stain. Though having to obviously lock up your son, uh, who is now crushingly in love with your greatest rival. I mean, that's not great for your overall (laughs) mental health. Um, But inside, you can see a number of mortals, Kaitif and Bruja, all working together. Uh, You know in town the Kaitif, who are kind of the thin-blooded vampires. They don't exactly blend into any clan. But the Bruja had a very good relationship with them. Um, Kane had a very good relationship with, I believe it was Eric who was the leader of the Kaitif. So it's not surprising to you to see them all kind of just getting along and doing the work. But the owner of Ripcord Mechanics is the new head of the clan. And you can see Kane Raziel is on the door, but it's just being peeled off by one of the assistants uh, to replace with the new name. And you don't know who it is. Uh, how would you enter that office? Would you knock? Would you walk in? What's what's your vibe with the other Bruja? Yeah, I think Val would kind of walk in towards the middle of the room where people are working. And just look at one of them and, hey, who's running the show now? They just point to the door. Just give a nod and then just walk to the door and do, like, one knock on the door and push it open and walk in. Hey, hey. Uh, you get in and see the leader of the Bruja, who you would recognize from knowing most of the mm-hmm. vampires in town, who is Madre. Uh, she, her, about 5'11", built like an American football lineman with short purple hair and full tattoo sleeves. Uh, she's very intimidating, is known for doing things that are in the benefit of the clan, 
but in sometimes incredibly shady ways, like can mm-hmm. be very ruthless uh, from mm-hmm. her history. She leans towards big SUVs and German industrial metal music. Uh, she would be terrifying for anyone. The only thing that suggests there may be a soft core to her outside of her big black leather vest is that she has a pet hedgehog named Lil Stinkums who has no. a, a pouch in her vest and will sometimes sit on her shoulder or just hang no. out there. So everything says unrelenting badass, but there's also Lil Stinkums. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. She's like, welcome. Welcome. It's good to see you. So uh, what do you need? She'll bell give a nod and just congratulations on the win. All right, yeah. I'm here to talk about the fucking friendship festival setup bullshit. <laughs> All right, as long as we both agree that's bullshit and we acknowledge that I don't want to be in charge. No Bruja does. Someone forced me to do this. Uh, yeah, what do you need? Same. All right. Well, we need to talk about security, where the place is going to be. I mean, we're all fucking vampires. What do we need to be secure from? <laughs> well, not for fucking vampires, for the mortals, you know, sort of a kindred mortal friendship festival thing, you know. All right, yeah, we can, I don't know, we'll, we'll put it on Main Street because it's easy to spot, and then, uh, I don't know, what vampire bouncers. I can get some of the clan out there to be like, hey, you're too fucked up, fuck off. Yeah, perfect. That's fucking great. So it's going to end at 1130, and at Jesus. that point we want to make sure everyone gets the fuck out of there. Well, vampires it- can stick around, I guess, but mortals need to fuck the fuck out of there. Why do they need it? I mean, it's a fucking, we're all night people. Like, why are we crapping out like old grandmas? Look, I don't make the fucking rules. I'm just telling them to you, so. All right, we'll tell everybody to fuck off at 1130. I mean, it's your party. Yeah, As long as we can make it clear you're the ones making everybody leave, because that is not shit I am willing to wear. Yeah, it's fine. Say it's, you know, handed down from the sheriff's department. It's fine. All right, everybody have a nice time for like, I don't know, four hours and then fuck off. All right, I mean, it's weird as shit, but that's a very specific kind of friendship. Yeah, there you go. And she's going to fish in her back pocket and pull out the drawing that Doris made of Dylan Zane. (laughs) Hand that over. So, also, we need a heads up on this fucking Tremere, the leader of the Tremere. (sighs) I don't know if you can stop him from coming in or give him the runaround, but need a heads up if he makes it in. Yeah, I don't think I can stop him. I mean, where's the prince at? Because this is a clan leader. Yeah, I know. It's... It's fucked up. It's some more of that shitty Camarilla politics, but would appreciate it if you could just, you know, run him around a bit, and when he finally gets in, just send a heads up to the sheriff. Does that work oh, for man. you? Oh, we, man. We can just grind things to a halt, slow down, and piss off some fancy asshole in a suit who uh-huh. thinks he gets to run the place. Yeah, I got a couple of people who are willing to do that fucking job. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Gives, like, bro nucks to Madre. <laughs> All right. Yep. So, um, the only other thing is if you want to do some transportation, if people got some rides they want to show off, could shuttle people in and out of the Friendship Festival for people who don't have the ability on their own. I mean, I might have people who want some rides they got to show off, but I don't know any fucking vampires who are like, let's put a bunch of mortals in my car. Yeah, I figured it might be a tall ask. You got any ideas of, uh, I don't know. I mean, Any why extra do they, vehicles the police station it, it, could use? Is there a reason they got to get in and out real fast or anything? We're we're calling it at eleven fucking thirty, and that's just the way it is. Can you roll me <laughs> a resolve 
and persuasion. Sure can. Can I can I <laughs> rouse to try and make it better? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I passed. So perfect. All right, here we go. Just one success. That's all I can get out of it. Hmm. Yeah, Madre looks at you and says, yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that. I can see through this one. You got something bad fucking coming in. Why, when, how do we fuck it up? All right. Apparently, some shits are going to come from the north and try to fuck with our town. So anyone who wants to get their hands dirty can get on that line and wait to see what happens. Wait, so they're coming in to fuck with this festival, and your answer is we shut down the festival early and let them win? Because I'm thinking we fucking make a line in the north, and we fucking meet whoever's coming at us fucking head on, Lil Stinkum style. I don't... Val cannot argue with that. (laughs) Well, that's why you're the fucking clan leader, right? You got a good fucking head on your shoulders. Yeah, we'll fuck some shit up. All right. All righty, so if they're going to get in here at 1130, I'll pull my security people off at 11. You tell us where to be and we'll fuck some shit up. Fuck yeah, you got it. Sick of people fucking with our town and screwing shit up. A fucking men. Hell yeah. (laughs) Val's out. (laughs) Perfect. So Val, you now have have a, a small army joining you. Uh on this journey uh, to go battle. So a change in game plan, but one that is very much to your liking. Yep. Evangeline and Everett, you are driving out, kind of observing cases, looking at previous paperwork for Everett. Evangeline, you're the one driving outside of town to try to figure out where this attack could be coming from, Mm -hmm. if there are any other signs or what is going on. Everett, for you, if you could roll an intelligence and investigation because you are focused on the historical elements as well as the other things in the area. And Evangeline, if you could roll me a wits and then I would take investigation or drive. Drive if you're trying to predict where you think they would come in by vehicle. Uh, Investigation if you're trying to use other predictory elements. Uh... Investigation, because they might not be coming in by vehicle. Cool. These are the kinds of rolls I expect from this dice pool. Uh, Six successes. One. One success? Yeah. Okay, so Evangeline, uh, you are driving around uh, the area just north of the Bruja Quarter, and... You aren't finding much. There's there's clearly no camp. There's no group kind of waiting. One of the things that New Haven is, is relatively isolated. There's not a ton of stuff around the town to the north, east, or south. To the west, there are woods that encroach on the town as things move on. Mm-hmm. It's also an area with a lot of highways. So frankly, you would expect it's kind of the, the basic thing is like, they're going to come in on the highway right. and then get off and come into town. Odds of them coming directly off the highway into town, they still got to go a little bit around to get to the Bruja Quarter. But you'd be like, they're coming by road is all you get for your one success. Everett, cool. six successes Roadblock, maybe. <laughs> is very significant. Um, looking at all of the evidence in place and the number of factions there, north of New Haven approximately is Calgary. Uh, it's the, the big city that is to the north. You would imagine an attack on the festival if it was planned in advance and it's coming in 
theoretically, from what Evangeline's seeing by road, odds are it's not the children of Lilith. From what you've seen, they tend towards big, theatrical, dangerous things. Also, the odds of someone being able to call to give you a heads up on what the deadly, insane cult is doing is very low. Uh, It's possible, but the voice that you heard on the phone seemed very kind of like playful and expecting an extended relationship. If you had Mm -hmm. some kind of undercover vampire, odds are they wouldn't be making such a goddamn meal of it. Right, Um, okay. When it comes to the attack, you know that in Calgary there are two major factions, functionally, that you're aware of, which are traditional Note Nostra, uh, which are the ones who are kind of losing the war as Damien Black's new Note Nostra have come into town. And you know that they are bumping heads. When you look at the recent cases, normally I wouldn't go into this in depth, but goddammit, six successes. There's nothing I can do. Uh, when you look at the recent cases, you know that VH was being brought into town by the Note Nostra, specifically the new Note Nostra under Damian Black's rule, and you shut that down. Mm-hmm. You also know that there's a high interest in both factions in the city of getting a couple hundred vampires on their side, which is an ongoing problem for New Haven. You would imagine that this attack is probably coming from Damian Black's people. The new Note Nostra. The new Note Nostra. Okay. You've struck a blow against them. You know that they're hostile to the town. It's kind of like there's motive, there's access, there's methodology, and there's a history of them doing these kind of bigger violent acts. Um, Also, it makes sense to you in terms of organized crime in a very, like, vampires get to deal with things like it's the 1920s kind of way of like, yeah, you just show up and fuck things up and then you can make people be your friends or take out kind of insurance money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And what are the roadways coming into New Haven from the North look like in terms of our ability to defend or divert them. So knowing that the festival is taking place on Main Street in the Bruja Quarter and that that's already been announced and it's all over the place in the flyers, you can see that there is functionally one major pathway through. Like it says, there's one straight shot coming off the highway that'll lead into Main Street. And then there are two smaller arterial side roads that could be taken. But if they're bringing in a lot of vehicles, they might send one or two down the arterial roads. But odds are, if they're coming in, they're coming in as a convoy, if they're sending enough numbers to really kind of fuck with the town. Okay. I have to assume that it's a large number because of how many kindred and mortals will be at the festival. Like, it to have any kind of major impact, you're going to have to bring a pretty decent force makes sense to me anyway um okay so that's good to know then so then we need to focus defense on the main road in main street okay all right and you all return to the station to discuss your security plans val you now know that you have a team of bruja who are not interested in shutting down the festival but would very much like to fuck up whoever is trying to come into town doris you've successfully got outfits on all the strippers so it's just a dance show now once you get those sorted out i like to think that doris has raided her trunk for like her outfits from like various times in history hmm. So they're all going to be wearing dresses from like the 1700s slash 1800s slash 1600s bonnets, everything that she thinks are attractive. So you have all of the most beautiful dresses. Yes. (laughs) From the last 500 years. Yeah. uh, All on your your desk as you make sure that they're all as as patched and and high quality as possible. Mm -hmm. And Evangeline and Everett, you return from your search uh, with the information that you have. What do you all say to each other? What are what are the the final kind of plans you're coming up with tonight? 
Yeah, Everett will give an update of of the the perceived plan of attack. Um, he'll say, uh, "Right, it looks like uh, given that the attack is coming from the north, Calgary is the largest kind of vampire city center to the north of New Haven. So it stands to reason that after maybe our uh, little run in with them the other night, that uh, Damien Black's Note Nostra are likely the ones responsible for." This attack that's coming. Hmm. Likely going to be in a good large amount of numbers, especially since we kind of shut them down on their, we would say, lightly uh, staffed uh, drug trade. So I suppose we can expect more resistance than we encounter there, which for you two, he points to Val and Evangeline, you know that that means that we're maybe in trouble here. I mean, even that small team gave us a, Pretty good run for our money. Uh, so There's we're no need... killing allowed at the Friendship Festival. Except for Dylan Dane. I get to kill him. Well. <laughs> Officer Barbara. The Friendship Festival, as I understand it, is for the people of New Haven. Is that right? It's for everyone to mend our ways and our friendships. Now, there are people from outside of New Haven who are not our friends who are coming to upset that initiative, who are coming to... I understand. Yeah. So, I think in a similar way that uh, Dylan Zane is the exception to the no-killing rule, I think people trying to come in and murder the folk attending the Friendship Festival are on the okay-to-kill list. Right. Does that make sense to you? It does. We'll just have to kill them before they get within the bounds of the festival. That is the plan. All right. Yeah. Well, and if we know that they're coming from the highway, we we really should put scouts, maybe two of the daytime officers or a couple of them out at the major, any major exits. Yes, we give well, them yeah. the voice Give boxes. them a heads up. I saw a pair of Nosferatu do something I haven't seen before. And I don't know if it's inherent to their abilities or, or what, but would make some pretty good covert scouts. Uh, a pair that uh, attacked us at the drug trade, they just up and disappeared, vanished into thin air. Hmm. I've never heard if, of being able to do that. All right, I should so look maybe into it. Maybe it's something special then, but I don't know. I thought maybe if we knew folk who could do that, that were reliable, that we could trust, they'd be good forward scouts for... Whenever this group is coming. I don't know how we're going to stop them, though. We're a small sheriff's department. They're going to be coming in force down Main Street. I I surmise. I don't... Any ideas on how to slow them down, turn them around? We could put a sign them? that said, Friendship Festival this way. And then lead them away. Perhaps into a quarry. Val, could you roll me wits and awareness? <laughs> sure. Just at, like, the side of a cliff, just like, we <laughs> promise, keep driving. <laughs> keep driving. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she thinks in Wile E. Coyote terms, guys. I've got three successes, but one of it was a critical. Not messy, but normal, so that's five successes. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so what you are aware of is Everett still thinks of policing in human terms. Mm. You are vampires. Uh, if you want to set up concrete roadblocks, 
You could have them on the side of the road and have two Bruja walk them out and drop them when you get a call. Like, it's not requiring the same kind of teams that we require to otherwise. So setting up roadblocks that had stopped vehicles and then manning them with vampires is actually something you could do on about 60 seconds notice if people are in place. Mm-hmm. So creating a roadblock to either stop people, hem them in, ambush them depending on the size of the convoy, it's all doable. In town, what you would know about the the overall size of the Bruja is they are the biggest and most represented clan in town. There are about 40 Bruja in New Haven. So if you get even the 12 most hardcore vampires, that takes you guys from a squad of four to a squad of 16 vampires, which is a lot more capable of heading off serious like serious threats. Because the Bruja are all comparable in skill set to you, Val. You're all the car-throwing people. You're not the <laughs> hiding in the wilderness trying to figure out shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that is on the table. Well, maybe you can talk with some of the Nosferatu or whoever the fuck can hide or whatever, but I talked to the Bruja and they're not interested in vacating at 1130. They're interested in kicking some fucking ass. So anyone who wants to try to get into our town has to go through the Bruja quarter. Wait, so we have no way of evacuating. We have no way of evacuating innocent civilians from an impending attack that we know is coming. Look, I told them that it closes at 1130. I'm sure they'll tell people, but... I mean, it should close at like 11, right? (sighs) No? Anyone? I don't know about the fucking dealing with all the people and whatever. I'm telling you, I have muscle that can help with the roadblocks, fucking people up, whatever you need on that north side. All right, this is what we have to work with, so... This is what what we're doing. Do you know if uh, the Bruja are okay with uh, potentially burning a let's say a, a block in their uh, in their quarter on the main street north of the festival? Something we could just fill the buildings with people with guns, box the uh, convoy in on the road, and just murder the shit out of them if that's what they're so goddamn desperate to do. Val's between like yes they want to kill things I don't know if people want to ruin their own town the whole point is protecting it Uh, well I think he used the phrase burn and then explained that he means putting them in buildings shooting Mm -hmm. if they are going to burn down two blocks no I don't think they'd be crazy about that idea if they want to go into a building and shoot up a bunch of assholes in an SUV yes the Bruja would be very up for that that was kind of what they were volunteering yeah let me clarify I mean burn as in turn what I assume is a residential or business area in the Bruja quarter into a fucking war zone I'm sure they'd be down for that. Jesus Christ. They all just right. finally elected a new clan leader, and I'm uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to get revenge on people who want to fuck with our town. This is turning out to be not so friendly. Well, it's outside the Friendship Festival, so, right. you know. Uh, and as to Evangeline's point, we should tell them that it needs to be done by 11 because humans are slow. Yeah, I agree. We don't want to be having people leaving at the no. time that the attack is expected. They should be gone by the time the attack is expected. We could just tell them that uh, it closes at 11 because that's when something happens. <laughs> like snakes. what? Did you say snakes? Did you just say snakes? And she looks at her End face. of thought, end she of idea. <laughs> 
snakes at 11. <laughs> Looking around the sheriff's office. I don't know what she, I don't know what that means. She's going to look at you. And nodding her head, she's going to say, no. <laughs> nodding her head, say look, no. I think this is a simple thing. It's This is an event for families and for people to gather. Like, there's kids there. I think 11 p.m. cutoff is totally fine. Like, it's not going to be weird for the mortals. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the lion's share of the population of this town is mortal folk who get up in the morning and go to exactly. work or whatever. So, right. yeah, I don't think it's going to be, I mean, it might be unpopular, but I don't think it's going to ruin the night. And also, it's for their goddamn safety. Right. Perhaps so, we leave out that point. Well, yeah. So how do we get them out of there in an orderly fashion if our own security forces are more interested in killing and maiming than actually protecting folk? We just shut down all of the events. I I will point out, New Haven is a relatively small town. This is not a festival like you would deal with in Toronto where people have to go Mm -hmm. a long way to get home. If you shut down at 1045 or 11, people will be able to get home. It's, It's like 20 minutes to get across town max. Okay. Okay, perfect. So that that should take care of that for you. So you all have a plan. You know you're setting up uh, an ambush north of town. You've got the festival. You're going to get everyone out of there by 11. This is all in play. The logistics are starting to step into it, and Barty comes out to work with all of you on sorting out the daytime officers and exactly where things can be positioned. Uh, And Everett, your phone rings, which is odd, because everybody you know is in this fucking room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing good can come of this. That's his like initial thought at like the sensation Aww. of it vibrating and hearing the ringtone. So we'll answer the call. This is uh, this is Everett Fry. Hello. Yeah, well, it's really good. You know how you're doing. Also, where's my fucking mum? This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at DelBorvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. 
Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.